Hey there, so thank you so much for joining me today. Jesus is coming. He's warning us that we're not ready. And today I have another message for you today to, to let you know that we are not ready. And he is so good. He's so kind. He loves us so much that he wants us to be ready when he gets here, because when he gets here, it'll be too late. So we're going to talk about today being his friend. Yesterday we talked about being a fair weather friend, and he doesn't want a fair weather friend. He doesn't want you to just call on him when you need something, and the rest of the time he doesn't hear from you. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, you're so good to us. We thank you and praise you for not just showing up like a thief in the night and um, when we're not ready, but you're showing us how to get ready. You're telling us why we're not ready. And we just humble ourselves before you and receive from you that correction, that counsel that we need to be ready. And we love you and praise you in your name. Amen. Seriously, you don't want to be deceived. And the enemy does that. You know, he'll, he, he talks to us. He's a voice. Um, and Corinthians says to take captive your thoughts and make them like the word of God so that you aren't deceived. And we are deceived if we think we're ready and we haven't even talked to Jesus. We're deceived as well if we think we can't hear Jesus. Of course we can hear Jesus. He said, my sheep know my voice. He's living on the inside of you. And if he isn't, you can invite him. And he is living there so that you can hear him, so that he can counsel you. He told us that in John, the Holy Spirit was going to come. He's going to tell us things to come. Our standby is going to remind us of the things that Jesus said. He isn't going to say anything of his own accord, just only what the Father has said. So John 15, 14, I read to you. He said, you are my friends if you keep on doing the things I command you to do. I do not call you servants any longer, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. See, he's talking to us. He's telling us things to come. But I have called you my friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from him. So he's saying to us, if we keep doing his commands, he's going to call us his friend, right? Because some people start out doing what he tells them to do. And, you know, they say that prayer, ask him to come live on the inside of them. And they start out doing the easy things. But then when it gets a little tough, they back off and they don't want to do it. It's too uncomfortable. And we have an enemy and he helps you to not want to do that. He's trying to steal God from you. Jesus told us that in Matthew 4 and Mark 4. He said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And we know the word is God. John 1, 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word is God. So the enemy is out to kill, steal and destroy. And of course, he wants to take God from you. And he wants to take us from God. He hates God. And God loves us so much. And he knows that if he messes with us, he's messing with God because God loves us so much. And that's why right now we need to know that he is long-suffering, waiting for us to get ready because we're not ready. He's suffering. He's in agony because he knows that we're going to miss it because we're so prideful. We won't even get on our knees and ask him. You know, we always talk about humbling ourselves, but we get on our knees and we talk, 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 and we're not listening. And we don't like that conviction. We don't like that uncomfortable thing. You know, before that, he was talking about how um, the father is the vine dresser. And we are the branches. Jesus is a vine. He's going to get all that debt off of us so that we can be in agreement with him, 
read John 15. And then when we come in agreement with him, what I was saying is when you do his commands and you press past that uncomfortable thing because you really love Jesus, because you will put it all aside for him, because you, you know him, and from the word you know him, and then he reveals, he said, he's not going to call you a servant anymore. He's going to call you his friend because he's going to tell you everything that the Father has shared with him. I, I do not call you servants any longer, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from the Father. He told his disciples they were following him. They were in love with him. They laid down their life for him. And he's going through right now, and that's what he wants to know. Are you gonna are you gonna be there for me? You know, so often we think God doesn't know us, but that's not need us. But that's not what he told me. He needs us. He asked us to do his work. He said, I'm leaving now. I'm asking you to do what I was doing. It's his will that none should perish, and he's asking us to be a part of that. To to make it our quest to care about what he cares about. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, is care about what he cares about. And if you care about what he cares about, then you're going to care about your neighbor. Then you're going to care that everyone has heard. And you're even going to go through the stuff where um, he gets those dead branches off of you. He said he cleanses us with a word. You know, to be in agreement with him, we have to come in agreement with him. We have to be... In agreement with him, meaning be on the same page with him, care about what he cares about, follow his way, be his follower, not someone else's follower. We don't do what we feel like anymore. The world does what they feel like. They're living for here and now. But this time is short. It's temporary. And if we want to live with him for eternity, then we want to be his friend. You don't live with him if you're just an acquaintance, or not even acquaintance, he said to the five foolish virgins that he wasn't even acquainted with them. And sometimes we think that we're a follower, and he's going to say, I'm not acquainted with you. I didn't know you. Because you weren't involved with him. You weren't engaged with him. We're the bride of Christ, right? We're supposed to be. And so we're supposed to be getting ready for the groom which means we're going to be engaged in what he's about. We're going to be in agreement. We're going to be in communication with him. We're going to know he's going through a hard time, that he's grieving, and he's waiting, and, and that he has a part for us to do for him, to prepare the way for him. And so he wants to call you his friend. And so what he was saying to me this morning is that we are a servant until we get to that place where we're going to press through past that uncomfortable thing. You know, yesterday we were talking about that fair weather friend, and that's a friend that comes to you when they need something. He doesn't want to be um, just someone you come to when you need something from him. He wants you to be able to come to him when, he, when you need something, but at the same time, he wants to be able to come to you and say, hey, I got this thing going on. I need someone to go for me. Would you go? Would you do this? Would you drop everything? Because it's really important to me that not one of my children would perish. Would you go? Would you do that for me? That's what he's asking. Would you do that for him? Would you just put everything aside, even though maybe you had 
something going on and he asked you to go and do this for him, would you do it? Or would you just put him off? I used to put him off. And then one day he told me how jealous he was. He said, you know, you, you tell me you're going to do this and then something in your family happens and then you drop it. You drop me for them. And I changed that. Now I put him first and things aren't the same in my relationship. So, you know, things are going to change. When you're his friend, a lot of people aren't going to want to be your friend. They aren't. They're, they're, some people are going to leave you, you know. They're, they're going to roll, roll their eyes at you, you know. They're going to be uncomfortable around you. And things are going to change. But when they come around, you're going to be able to be there for them. You're going to be the one that knows Jesus. He said, he, he doesn't tell a servant, a servant doesn't know what he's thinking and what he's doing, but a friend does. If you're, gonna, if you're his friend, he's going to be telling you things to come. He's going to be telling you how he feels. He's going to be telling you that he needs you to be there for him. And he's going to ask you to move things out of the way that are in the way. But it's all worth it. I mean, you don't want to, you won't get there if you're not a part of him anyway. But still, when you stand before him, you don't want to say, well, <clears throat> this thing was more important to me than you. He's going to say, I didn't know you. I, I'm not acquainted with you because you had something else before him. You had, you had someone else, something else that was more important to him. When you're friends with someone, they're the most important thing right? When you're in love with someone, when you care about someone, when someone's your friend, they have importance in your life. And God is supposed to be the most important thing to you. I remember when my mom was going to leave and I was telling her she couldn't, she's my best friend. And God said, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be your Lord. I'm supposed to be the thing that you live for, the one that you live for. And so he helped me let go of her. And she can't do for me what he can do for me. He's God. You know, Jesus laid down his life for us. And he's asking us to lay down our life for him. So anyway, um, of course, my mom and I did things for each other and we loved each other. But he is a jealous God and he has to be your number one. And... The reason for that is because if you look to him, he's going to be able to take care of you. If you look to another person, he's not going to be able to take care of you, and you're going to be depending on someone who can't do for you like God can do for you. And so he, he is about love, and he wants love back. He wants you to love him by being his friend and caring about what he cares about, by wanting to know how he feels or the things that he has planned that are to come. He wants you to know. So it starts with asking him to come and live on the inside of you so you can have that love relationship with him, so you can become his friend. And then from there, it's pressing past those uncomfortable places that he's wanting to bring you to. And really, it's all recreating you in his likeness so that you can live with him when you leave here. He's preparing you to live with him. He, he's teaching you how to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. 
And when you love, it, it's the most wonderful thing ever. We know that. Joy comes from loving. Jesus said that he's telling you to do all these things, so that your joy may be complete. You want to have joy. So Revelation 3.20 tells us that Jesus is knocking on the door of our heart, and he's asking to come in. And if you invite him in, he'll come. If you heed his voice, because when you heed his voice, that's when he can do the most for you. And that's when you come into relationship with him, and you find out he needs your love. He needs you to love him. He needs you to care about what he cares about, and he needs you to do his work for him. Because he does not want one person to perish. And that's the work. That's what it comes down to, is everyone knowing about him and knowing him. First knowing about him, then knowing him, and then coming into that intimate relationship with him. So many times we think we're having that intimate relationship with him, but we don't hear him and and we don't know what he's thinking or what he's saying. So that's the whole thing he's saying today is he wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to call you, he wants to call you his friend. He wants to be able to go to you and you to come to him. He wants there to be a mutual agreement with you. He doesn't want you to be deceived into thinking um, that just because you say a prayer, you're going to move into heaven. And so he wants you to hear his voice, and you can only do that if you're willing to hear, if you're you're willing to be uncomfortable and willing to let him get all those dead branches off you and cleanse you with the word, because you're going to be living with him. We're not taking the world with us, so we're going to be living with him. So say that prayer with me, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us, and we're asking you to come. We're asking you to come right now and live on the inside of us and be our God and teach us. Help us to heed your voice. Teach us your way. Help us to get through those uncomfortable things so that we don't end up pushing you away. So that we're not deceived. Help us, Lord. Help us to have ears to hear. Love you and praise you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. I pray that. I ask him to correct me. I ask him to help me to make it to heaven. Help me not to be prideful and think I know something. Because every time I think I know something, he shows me that I don't. And so you got to go to him because man doesn't know what you need to know. And you need to know that he has a part for you. He wants to depend on you. And so he's calling us in this last day. He's ready to come. We're in the 11th hour. He's about to open that door. And many think that they're just going to move in with him. And they don't even know him or what he's thinking or what what they're not in agreement with him with. Just like the rich man, he thought he had it all together. He said, I do all the commands. And Jesus said, one thing you lack. He didn't know his stuff was his God. He didn't know that he had to walk the walk Jesus walked. And we talked about that yesterday. We got to walk his walk. We got to lay down our life for him as he did for us. Yes, he shed his blood for you to make everything easier. The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. We're forgiven. We are in a time of grace. But when he comes, if you've ignored him, I just want to tell you, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, many who call me Lord, 
not everyone who calls me Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. So doing what the Word tells us to do, whatever Jesus asks you to do, is doing his will. And he said, many are going to argue with him and say, Lord, but we did this in your name. We prophesied in your name. We did all this stuff. And, and he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. We don't know him. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. We don't know him. If, we, if we're not obeying him, we don't know him. Because if we knew him and we obeyed him, we'd know how good it is for us. So you have to obey him. He's wanting you to be his friend. He's wanting an intimate relationship with you where he can tell you how he feels, tell you things to come, tell you you're not ready without you getting offended. The rich man walked away. He got offended. If you get offended, that means you're angry, right? You're angry at him. You don't want to hear it, and you walk away. And you don't want to do that because then you're going to miss being able to live with him. If you're not in agreement with him, you can't live with him. Jesus said that to me one day. He said, many think they want to move in with me someday, but right here, right now, they're not in agreement with me. They don't have time for me. They don't know me, but they think they're going to move in with me someday. See how deceived we think we, we are? We are deceived into thinking we're going to move. We're not thinking right. And he wants to fix that for you so that you make it. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to grow up and become like your father. Matthew 5, 48, Jesus said that. Grow up and be like your father, who is mature. His, his thing is love. It's not money. It's not stuff. It's not trying to prove you're somebody. You're already somebody because you're his. So thank you so much for listening today. If you said that prayer, I'd love it really a lot. If you let me know. God bless you.